Greetings on this track of Heirloom Radio, a different oldies program. It is the Judy Canova Show. My name is John Lovering, and it's my pleasure to be your host. And before you hear the episode, I'd like to give you a little background on the show, especially for those of you who may not have heard the Judy Canova Show before. And by the way, there is a playlist on this podcast where all the Judy Canova shows that I feature are stored. In 1943, the Judy Canova Show hit the airwaves and ran for 12 years. That's an amazing schedule on any media program. First on CBS and then on NBC. Playing herself as a love-starved Ozark bumpkin and dividing her time between home and Southern California. Her home was known as Cactus Junction. Canova was accompanied by a cast that included some very popular and talented people. Mel Blanc as Pedro, who used the accented voice he later gave the cartoons uh, Speedy Gonzales to. Ruth Perot as Aunt Aggie. Ruby Dandridge as Geranium. Joseph Kearns as Benchley Botsford. And Sharon Douglas as Brenda. With Gail Gordon, Sheldon Leonard, and Hans Conried also making periodic appearances. The Sportsman's Quartet joined the show in 1943 and backed Judy on most of her songs and the Charles Dant Orchestra provided the rest, usually supporting Canova's country warble. Western singer and actor Eddie Dean also appeared with Canova on numerous occasions during the 1930s, which is considerably before the show you're about to hear. The episode you are going to hear involves Judy coming back to her home in California after visiting her former home in Cactus Junction. The show aired on August 31st, 1946. You're listening to Alum Radio, a different oldies program. My name is John Lovering, and it's indeed my pleasure to share my love of old-time radio with you. Thank you for stopping by, and do come back, won't you? Show brought to you each week by the Colgate Palm Olive Pete Company, makers of Palm Olive Soap and Halo Shampoo. Palm Olive Soap, your beauty hope, and Halo Shampoo to glorify your hair. Present the Judy Canova Show with Mel Blank, Ruby Dandridge, Joe Kearns, Ruth Parrott, George Neese, the Sportsman, Charles Dant and his orchestra, and starring Judy Canova. Got no diamond, got no pearl Still I think I'm a lucky girl I got the sun in the morning and the moon at night I got the sun in the morning and the moon at night Got no mansion, got no yacht Still I'm happy with what I got I got the sun in the morning and the moon at night I got the sun in the morning and the moon at night Sunshine gives me a lovely day Moonlight gives me the Milky Way Got no checkbook, got no bank Still, I'd like to express my thanks. I got the sun in the morning and the moon at night. Sunshine gives me a lovely day. 
checkbooks. Got no banks. Still, I'd like to express my thanks. I got the sun in the morning and the moon at night. And with the sun in the morning and the moon in the evening, I'm all Well, Judy has just come back from an eight-week summer vacation at her old home in Cactus Junction. As we look in on her now, her Aunt Agatha is asking Judy all about it. Well, Judy, I imagine your folks were awfully glad to see you. They sure were, Aunt Aggie. Especially Pa, on account of I helped him with the summer plowing. You helped him with the plowing? Well, I bet that made him happy. It sure did. But he said he'd still rather have a horse. (laughs) (laughs) Can't blame him none, neither, Did they give you a big welcome home celebration, Judy? Oh, yeah, Aunt Aggie. My cousin Sophie celebrated my homecoming by having one of her famous chickens smothered with mushrooms. Chickens smothered with mushrooms? Yeah, Sophie ain't got the heart to use the axe. (laughs) (laughs) Say, uh, by the way, Aunt Aggie, do you remember Mr. and Mrs. Johnson? Yes, Judy. Well, sir, last week the Johnson's home was broken up by a Kansas twister. A cyclone, Judy? Nope, a hula dancer. <laughs> Pretty looking thing, swaying in the breeze there. See, Aunt Aggie, vacations sure do go by fast, don't they? Oh, yes, Judy. Why, it seems only yesterday that you and I were down at the station buying your ticket to Cactus Junction. Yeah. Remember how we went up to the window and the ticket man said, Good morning, ladies. What can I do for you? I'm Judy Canova, mister. I'd like a reservation on a Pullman. Oh, yes, Miss Canova. Haven't I run across your face somewhere before? Shucks, no, it's always been like this. (laughs) Miss Canova, if you're traveling alone, a roomette would be nice. If you want privacy, all you have to do is lock the door. Well, I don't want no roomette like I had the last time. What do you mean? Well, sir, when I unlocked the door in the morning, 14 people were lined up outside with soap and towels. (laughs) Palm Olive, that is. What else? Uh, Yes, of course. Uh, uh, Maybe you'd like to take a chair car. If you ride more than 100 miles, you get a reclining seat. No, thanks. I'm having enough trouble with my figure. (laughs) Say, mister, ain't you got any sleeping accommodations? Well, I could give you a berth. Do you want an upper or a lower? Well, now, what's the difference? An upper is lower and a lower is higher. In the morning, if you have an upper, you have to get down, and if you have a lower, you have to get up. That's why a lower is higher than an upper, and an upper is lower than a lower. So if you want to get up, get a lower instead of an upper. Say, would you mind running that through the mix master again? It's still a <laughs> Tell me, what kind of train did you come out on, Miss Canova? A cattle train. Why did they put you on a cattle train? Certainly they didn't mistake you for cattle. Well, I don't know, but when they opened the door of that cattle car, they hit me on the back with a wet pad, and it took 16 shower baths before I could wash the government blue seal off my back. (laughs) I was a pretty-looking thing, I'll have you know, boy. Yes, sir. Well, thanks for the ticket, mister. You're quite welcome, Miss Canova, and I hope you have a very pleasant vacation. Ah, yes, Judy, I remember that very well. Uh, By the way, did your folks meet the train when you arrived? They sure did. They met me in a great big wagon. They had a goat pull in the wagon with the whole family in it. Goodness, Judy, that goat must have been awfully strong. He was, but I got used to it. <laughs> Golly, Aunt Aggie, you'd hardly know the old place back home. 
I put in a big bay window. A big bay window? <laughs> Somebody talking about me. <laughs> oh, hello, geranium. Oh, Miss Judy. Did you enjoy your trip? I sure did. Did you take a train trip this summer, geranium? Oh, not me, Miss Judy. You see, I'm so fat, I have to back off of a train. Yeah, I started to get off of a train once in Memphis, and it sure was embarrassing. Why? Well, the porter didn't know I was trying to get off. He kept pushing me back on again the road to New Orleans. Well, Geranium, if you have so much trouble getting on trains, you should try getting on sideways. Sideways? But I ain't got no sideways. Pomeroy is glad you're not leaving town. Yes, Geranium, I'll bet you're the hub around which Pomeroy's whole life evolves. Oh, yes, ma'am, I'm the hub, all right. <laughs> but he's always got his eye open for a hubba hubba. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, Judy, your boyfriend, Benchley Boxford, is on the porch. No fooling. He's probably coming to give me a welcome home kiss. I hope. Oh, I do. <laughs> well, I'll leave you two dove birds alone. <laughs> Hello, Judy. Hello, Benchley. Oh, gosh, it's good to see you, Judy. Did you really miss me, Benchley? Miss you? Why, if you ever leave me again, I'll cry my heart out at your feet. Yucks, won't that leave a big hole in your chest? <laughs> but you're so big, you don't care, huh? Oh, no, no, I, I mean it, Judy. My gosh, I've been leading a dog's life ever since the day you left. The day I came over to bid you off Wiedersehen. What Wiedersehen? Alf. Alf, Alf. Benchley, I don't mind your leading a dog's life, but don't you think you're carrying it too far? <laughs> Judy. Yes, Benchley? How about a little kiss? Benchley, you know I don't stand for necking. Let's sit down somewhere. <laughs> oh, please, just one kiss, Judy. Your kisses really send me. Gee, some people don't care how they travel. Uh, Judy, when you went back to Cactus Junction Did you see your old boyfriend Luke again? Oh, don't worry about Luke, Benchley When I got off the train Luke took one look at me And broke our engagement Well, why, Judy? Well, Luke heard that sometimes Married people get to look like each other And he's afraid to take any chances <laughs> Can't blame him You know, things is tough all over You don't know what you're gonna run into then, then, Judy, does that mean I still have a chance? Well, Benchley, I think you're sure romantical Especially when you take me in your big, strong arms and say, Pardon me for talking in your face, Senorita. <laughs> oh, hello, Pedro. Welcome home, Senorita. Thank you, Pedro. Hey, what you got there? Oh, some snapshots I took at the beach with my girl. Look. But, Pedro, why do you wear a red necktie with your bathing suit? Senorita, that is not a red necktie. I was chasing my girl up the beach and my tongue was hanging out. <laughs> This is a picture of my girl wearing an Indian bathing suit. An Indian bathing suit? See, it's always creeping up on her. <laughs> I and, could say something, but I ain't gonna. <laughs> you know, last Sunday at the beach, my girl had fun burying me in the sand. Ooh, I bet you like that, huh, Pedro? No, they didn't find me until Monday night. <laughs> Senorita, when I go swimming in the ocean, I am always afraid of the tides. You're afraid of the tides? Gee, at 12 o'clock we have the noon tide, 
in the evening, we have the ebb tide. And when I bend over in those tight bathing trunks, reap time. <laughs> Senorita, when you was away, I got a job as a lifeguard this summer. Why, Pedro, you only weigh 150 pounds. What if there was a woman out in the water and she weighed 300 pounds? How would you save her? I would make two trips. <laughs> Well, I will go now, senorita. Cornmeal Morris. More cornmeal to you too, Pedro. <laughs> oh, Judy, I'm glad we're alone again. You are, eventually? Uh-huh. Do you like this new perfume I'm wearing? Oh, it's wonderful. What kind is it? It's called Toujours la Nuit, l'amour, Toujours l'amour, beaucoup. <laughs> what does that mean? That's French for if this stuff don't help you, kids, you better try brass knuckles. <laughs> They meant it too, boy Oh, Judy, let me kiss you Here <whistles> Golly, Bessie, where'd you learn to kiss like that? Well, I, I spent my vacation working as a tester in a bubblegum factory <laughs> We had five delicious flavors well, I sure like that peppermint. Let's try another one. Mm. Now a strawberry. Mm. Raspberry. Mm. Orange, lemon, and lime. Boy, if I had a ham sandwich, I could keep this up all night. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello is the shampoo that glorifies your hair. So, hello, everybody, hello. Use Halo shampoo if you want naturally bright and beautiful hair. For soap shampoos, leave a film on your hair. But Halo contains no soap, therefore leaves no dulling soap film. The very first time you use Halo, you'll notice your hair glistens in all its natural brilliance. The deep, full, natural color and luster come sparkling through like sunshine through a clean windowpane. Remember, even in the hardest water, Halo makes oceans of rich, fragrant lather. Halo quickly carries away loose dandruff, grease, and dirt, needs no lemon or vinegar rinse, because Halo leaves no dulling soap film, nothing to hide your hair's natural beauty. Say hello to Halo and goodbye to dulling soap film. Use Halo on your children's hair, too. Get Halo shampoo at any cosmetic counter. Remember, Halo glorifies your hair. So Halo! And now, ladies and gentlemen, here are Judy Canova and the sportsmen with their own post-war arrangement of Three Blind Mice. Three blind mice, three blind mice, see how they run, see how they run. They all ran after the farmer's wife. She cut off their tails with a carving knife. Did you ever see such a sight in your life as three blind mice? Oh, them there, my heart. Them there, 
Judy's back from her summer vacation in Cactus Junction, and Geranium's been helping her get settled in her Aunt Agatha's house in Brentwood. Say, Miss Judy, did you have many dates when you're back in Cactus Junction? No, Geranium, I ain't interested in men no more. I've changed my tune. <laughs> Say, honey, if you change your tune, how come I saw you with Mr. Benchley Botsford today? Geranium, I've just changed my tune. I haven't given up music entirely. Oh! <laughs> Say, you must have a date. You're all dressed up. Yeah, honey, how you like my new dress? Don't you think it fits me to a T? Yeah, especially around the LSMF. <laughs> hey, uh, what size dress do you wear now, Geranium? Well, honey, to tell you the truth, I wear a take-it-or-leave-it size. Take-it-or-leave-it size? Yes, and you know, I used to wear a 32, but now I'm trying for 64. <laughs> you know, I think you're gonna make it. Geranium, you ought to try to reduce. Oh, I am, Miss Judy. I go to a combination beauty parlor and dressmaker. A combination beauty parlor and dressmaker to reduce? Yes, ma'am. The slogan is, if we can't take it off, we'll hide it for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Judy, Judy. Yes, Aunt Aggie? Here comes that terrible Mr. Wirtle again. Okay, Aunt Aggie, I'll take care of it. Geranium, you better nail everything down. Come in. Hello there, girlie. Remember me? (laughs) Why, sure. You're that traveling salesman fella. Yeah, Roscoe H. Wirtle's name. What's the H for? Handkerchief. When I was born, my old man took one look at me in blue. (laughs) Take off that saddle, Grandma. This race is for (laughs) two-year-olds. Say, girlie, did you know that when I was four years old, my father took me to the zoo? What happened? They rejected me. (laughs) Ain't that a blockbuster? You tell them, Hershey Bar, you're a little nutty, too. (laughs) Hey, that's good. You know, I've been carrying that around in my head for ten years. Oh, aged in the wood, eh? (laughs) Yeah, now, don't be like that, sis. 
Hey, I got a bottle of champagne. Let's you and me go out and launch a ship, huh? Nothing doing, nothing doing, mister. Besides, I thought you were married. Well, I am married, sis. Ours is a football marriage. A football marriage? Yeah, we're waiting for each other to kick off. <laughs> on account of the community property. Community property? Yeah, my wife told me to get off the property and stay out of the community. <laughs> oh, I'm hot tonight. <laughs> now, wait a yeah. minute, mister. Wait a minute. I don't believe that. You're always exaggerating. Well, I'm only human. There you go, exaggerating again. <laughs> okay, girly, I can take a hint. I'll scram. As the hen said when she got into the nest... I guess I'll just let the whole thing drop. You know, Aunt Aggie, that fella reminds me of a cup of coffee. He's a little weak in the bean. (laughs) Judy, when you were home this summer, did you find the old place changed much? No, Aunt Aggie, but it sure brought back some wonderful memories. Ah, Judy, you must have some fond memories of your childhood in Cactus Junction. I sure have. I remember my childhood like it was yesterday. You know, it seems like only yesterday that Ma was saying to Pa... She turned to Pa and she said... Wake up, Pa, you lazy critter. (laughs) Have I been sleeping long, Ma? What time is it? July, 1936. The 4th of July parade is going by the house, Pa. It's right pretty. I sure wish I was facing the street. (laughs) Get up, Pa. Don't you know the early bird catches the worm? Gosh, do we need meat that bad? <laughs> Howdy, Grandpa. He won't answer, Pa. Grandpa Hank so much he's opened his mouth for three days. Why not? Willie hid the custard door. <laughs> What's for breakfast, Ma? I don't rightly know, Pa. Oh, hash again, huh? <laughs> Here, eat this, Pa. What's this stuff? It's bean soup. I know it's bean soup, but what is it now? <laughs> How's the soup, Pa? To tell you the truth, Ma, I'm kind of sorry I stirred it up. (laughs) Say, Ma, (laughs) how'd you get that awful bump? That's my head, Pa. (laughs) Well, how'd you get the bump on it? 
I'm playing piggyback with the baby. Well, what happened? I fell off. <laughs> Look, Pa, here comes Judy's boyfriend, Lukey. Howdy, Lukey. Howdy, folks. I come here to court Judy. <laughs> Look, Pa, Lukey's a wearing shoes. Oh, no, I ain't. I just stepped in some fresh cement. <laughs> You come hanging around here, Lukey. Yesterday you put your face in the poison ivy patch. Gosh, what's wrong with that? You killed it all. <laughs> oh, hot dingy dongies. But you know. <laughs> Wondering about that hot dingy dong. <laughs> I guess you got carried away. Say, tell me, Luke, is, is Judy easy to kiss? <laughs> like falling off a log. Where'd you get that black eye, Luke? Falling off a log. <laughs> hey, you know, when Judy marries me, she'll be getting a prize. I figured your folks would have to offer something. <laughs> Now you go on home early tonight, Lukey boy. Judy's got to help with the shop. Don't you see, Aunt Aggie, that's how it was on the farm in the old days. That was very interesting, Judy. Uh, but tell me, when you came back from the farm this time, why did you bring back a whole trunk full of carrots with you? Oh, didn't I tell you? I'm going on my brother Zeke's famous carrot diet. Carrot diet? Yeah, it sure builds you up. For the last ten years, Zeke has had nothing but carrots for breakfast, carrots for dinner, and carrots for supper. Did it build him up? I don't know. Whenever I ask Zeke how he feels, he just looks up at me with his big pink eyes and says, Eh, what's up, Doc? Remember, Dr. Screw, Palm Olive's beauty results. It's true, Dr. Screw, Palm Olive soap can bring two out of three women a more beautiful complexion in just 14 days. And this plan was tested on women with all types of skin. Even women with dry skin, oily skin, rough skin, women as old as 50, even women whose skin wasn't clear. Yes, 36 doctors, leading skin specialists, have proved the 14-day palm olive plan improves all types of skin. Yes, brings fresher, brighter, younger-looking complexions. Start your 14-day palm olive plan now. It's as simple as one, two, three. Here's all you do. One. Wash your face with palm olive soap. Two. Then massage your face for 60 seconds with palm olive soft, lovely lather. You see, one full minute of this cleansing massage brings your skin palm olive full, beautifying effect. Three. Then rinse. Do this just three times a day for 14 days. And that's all. Remember, doctors proved this beauty plan with palm olive soap brought two out of three of all women tested a more beautiful complexion in just 14 days. No matter what beauty care they used before. So get palm olive soap. See what palm olive can do for your own complexion in only 14 days. And for tub or shower, for loveliness all over, get the new big thrifty bath size palm olive. And now back to Judy Canova and the sportsman singing, I don't know why I love you like I do. 
don't know why I love you like I do I don't know why I just do I don't know why you thrill me like you do I don't know why you just do You never seem to want my romance The only time you hold me is when we're dancing I don't know why I love you Smith asking you to follow the 14-day Palmolive plan for a lovelier complexion, and be sure to use Halo Shampoo to glorify your hair. Now, here's Judy. Folks, it was awfully nice being with you tonight, and I hope we'll all be together again next Saturday night. In the meantime, please don't forget the two products that bring us together each week, Palmolive Soap and Halo Shampoo, the bestest in the world. This is Judy Canova from Hollywood wishing you a happy Labor Day. Good night, everybody. The Judy Canova Show is written by Fred Fox and Henry Hoople with John Ward and Hank Lance. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. <laughs>